Welcome back to the ES Advantage podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again. As we've shared with you in our previous episodes, this podcast is dedicated to helping owner operators and trucking business owners in your efforts to make your operations more efficient and more profitable. Here's your host, Jeff Reese, the Director of Sales and Marketing for Vendor Network Services at ES. Well, hello again, my road warrior friends. We are back again, and I'm excited to bring something to the table that I think is going to bring some good value to you all. We are talking with Jeff Morton and Charlie Mann. They're the owners of Contractors Corner, which is a consulting firm that works with independent contractors and owner operators. They just help people be successful no matter where they are in the process. They work with a lot of people new to the industry, but then they also work with a lot of people that are just looking to get better in their business. We wanted to have a sit down with them and just talk about a lot of the common questions, what to expect. Give us some tips here. If I'm looking at going into ownership, coming out of working for another company, what's that going to look like? What should I look for? Where should my headspace be? We've had a really good conversation with these gentlemen. I've known them for quite some time. They bring a lot of value to their customers. So why don't we go ahead and jump right in and get it started. We are here today with some good friends of mine, Jeff Morton and Charlie Mann. They are a part of a consulting group. It's actually their consulting group called Contractors Corner. So guys, I just want to, first of all, thank you very, very much. I know y'all are really busy. Y'all actually carve time out of your week to be able to do this with me. I just want to say thank you, first of all. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Contractors Corner, ES Advantage, we work very closely together. We've got some good partnerships going on. And really, I thought it would be a good opportunity to take a step back and look at the broader picture. You guys offer up a very valuable service and that's what it is. It's a service. I just thought that it would be a good time to really talk through ownership owning a truck, somebody that is looking at and thinking about stepping away from working as a company driver and moving into ownership. Really, before we get into all of that, I want to just pose the first question, which is what is Contractor's Corner? Well, Contractor's Corner is Charlie's baby, really. He wrote me into this a couple of years ago. So Charlie. Well, okay. So this is what it started out to be. It originally was an avenue for me to actually interact with people to help teach better ways of handling business. I have a teaching bug in me. I love to teach. And I used to teach brand new drivers and I had a disagreement and a falling out with the company I was teaching with. I didn't like their training program. So I had to find another avenue. I was already a contractor at the time and I was doing fairly well. I think I was doing actually pretty well. I followed other people in the industry who got me to where I was and I learned from them and I learned from as many people as I could. I listened to business books, things like that. And I just wanted to share that. Over time, it became something that I realized I was going to need someone more than just myself to do this. I was kind of seeking out a partner in this and Jeff and I actually met because he thought I was a jack. Yep. He was reading my stuff on the internet and he's like, this guy. Oh, this guy. Then I dropped a name one day and it happened to be his driver leader, who was actually my driver leader as well. And he's like, well, I know her too. And I'll let Jeff tell the rest. So I immediately called this individual and I said, tell me about this Charlie guy. Is he legit or is he just a jack? And she looked at me and she said, you know what? You really need to listen to Charlie. Charlie and I went back and forth in a debate for a while on the Facebook We ended up growing together as colleagues and eventually friends. And then when Charlie wanted to go full steam ahead with Contractors Corner, I said, okay, I'll do that with you. 
We've been helping contractors officially about two years yeah, now. Yeah, about two years. We were pretty active in the social media before we came out officially as a group. Same thing with me. I used to mentor with the company that we're contracted with. I actually did that. I lasted 13 years, Jeff, training new drivers. 13 years I did that. You just get burned out on that stuff. The new guys and not sleeping, all that stuff. People that have done that job know exactly what I'm talking about. You get burned out. But I still had this desire to help people. So I took to the Facebooks, as we like to call them. Right. And that's where I found Charlie and started arguing with him because we just had two different ways of doing business, man. And it turned out that neither one of us was wrong. We started talking more and more and we're like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to try that. And Charlie said, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to try that. Well, I don't like that one. Well, that was okay, right? Right. That's the thing is there's only about 2 million ways of banking money in this business. But from that, it evolved into, we had this very small community of, of contractors and it was very focused and localized to one carrier. Then about a year and a half ago, I decided, yes, I decided we're going to have a YouTube thing. We're going to do a show every week and I'm going to make sure we do this show every darn week. That commitment. I just want anyone out there who's thinking about starting a YouTube channel or anything like that. Rethink what you're doing. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but I have made it since the start of our channel. I've managed to do every single week since the start of our channel. We have put out a show, at least one show per week, and it's Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. With that, that started a very small, slow build. It's not a huge YouTube channel, but we get on there every week and we talk about ways of running your business better. And we bring together people like Jeff Reese and ES Success and Trucking and ES Advantage, bringing in and trying to build those relationships. And that's one of the things that we harp on a lot is you got to build relationships. If you can't build these relationships, then you're just out there on your own and it's just a hard road to halt. So when we reached out to you, we were actually pointed to you by a friend of ours named Matt Wright, who was a cool guy. He's like, hey, have you guys checked out this fuel card? And we're like, no, what do you mean? And then that's what started the relationship with you. Our values seemed aligned fairly well. And now Contractors Corner through the fuel card. Now we're recommending the insurance provider that we go through now. Now have an accounting firm that we recommend to people. So one of the things that Jeff and I have always wanted to build with this is a community. So we look at ourselves as a community and the people involved in it, which is what aligns so well with you and ES Success at Trucking, because that's what it is. It's just a great big community. The better we bring these people together, the better we network and find services that make sense for people, the better the whole community does. So that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah, the synergies that we have and the values that we definitely have within both of our business models, they line up so well. We fit together just like two puzzle pieces. So it's been wonderful working with both of you. I've been able to participate in some of those live streams on YouTube and all that stuff. And it's fun to see the individuals that are out there taking that leap of faith but then also listening to what you're saying, you can tell they're asking the questions and they're going down this path. Within a couple of weeks, you see a little bit of success stories coming out there, making comments and stuff like that. It's very satisfying to see that you're helping people thrive in the industry and helping them grow their businesses. So just moving on to one of the other questions that I had, is there a difference between being a contract driver and being an owner operator? Boy, that's a controversial question, Jeff. So the question is contractor or owner operator, right? Right. 
So we look at everybody one way or another, if they're operating their own business, that at some point or another, they are a contractor in one way, shape or form. There is this nasty battle out there over words that says, oh, well, if you don't have your own authority and you're not pulling your own freight, then you're not an owner operator. Well, but we're all contractors because we're all contracting to someone somewhere, somehow, right? The individual DOT number having guy out there, he's contracting with brokers. He's contracting with shippers and those sort of things. So if we all just settle on contractor, then there's no argument anymore, right? Because we're all contracting one way or another, whether you're contracting to a large carrier, a small carrier, running your own numbers or what have you. I feel like focusing on that creates problems that aren't there. It's the reason we chose the name we did, Jeff, Contractors Corner Consulting Group, because we wanted to get away from that argument completely. Now, if you want to talk about what would someone at Harvard Business say? I can tell you exactly what they would say because I've looked at it and I've asked questions of people. If you are on a 1099, if you're running payroll, if you're doing this, if you're doing that, if you have a piece of equipment that you're in charge of, responsible for, doesn't matter if you're leased to a carrier, have your own numbers, whatever, you own that business, right? Right. And you operate that equipment. Yes? Yes. You are an owner operator. Now, people will push back on me and say, well, if you're leasing a truck, you're not really an owner. You know who else leases their equipment? Every Fortune 500 company out there. They do not own a single computer. Does that mean that they're not a business? Valid point. And that's where I end it, right there. And then I get back into Charlie's take on it. And the reason why we chose Contractor's Corner instead of some owner-operator or lease operator or some other title is that we're all contracting to someone to move freight. So we're all contractors in one way, shape, or form. And I think that encompasses everybody. And we can just get rid of that argument altogether. It just brings us under a single umbrella. So I think that the bottom line, especially in this conversation, is you own your own business. No matter what you consider yourself to be, you own your own business. You've got your own expenses. You've got your own overhead. You've got to run your own company. As we're talking through this, I think that next question should be, there's a lot of company drivers out there. I think that there's a lot of them out there that have a ton of potential to be able to run a good trucking company themselves. I think that there's a lot of them that have the drive to do it, but maybe not the know-how. So what do those thinking about getting into ownership need to expect when they start out? I think at the very least, a basic understanding of what business is would be a great way to start. Trying to get a basic understanding of business math and things like that would be tremendously helpful. It doesn't take a deep, crazy type of education. But some education someone could do for themselves. There's 12 billion business books out there. You can start with any one of them on basic business. That's just a great place to start. I would say the first thing they can expect when they first start looking into this is confusion. It was my experience. It was Charlie's experience. There seems to be two camps when you start talking about buying, leasing, whatever, a truck. You got the people that are going to tell you they make $500,000 a year. And you have people that say, you're going to lose your house. There doesn't seem to be very many people in the middle that'll actually tell these guys the truth about, look, it's hard. Expect to work harder than you did as a company driver, at least initially, because there's a learning curve. Also, expect not to make as much as you did as a company driver that first year. Not very many people are willing to come out and say that. I'll say that. I can tell you that I have met those $500,000 guys, and I met one of them that was legitimate and was able to show me the numbers, but he had a contract with the U.S. Navy running coast to coast. So what does that tell you? Somebody has to die to get that position from him. So there was one guy that was actually making that kind of money. And there's a lot of guys that do fail. 
this is an industry-wide thing. No carrier is immune from this. It's an 80% failure rate. And we can get into why that is and how we can help you not be part of that statistic. But expect some confusion. You've got recruiters of the different carriers that want to sell you a truck. You ask them for settlements and they're going to show you their star players. They're going to show you that husband and wife, brother, brother, sister, sister team that already paid their truck off and they just bought a half million dollar house. That's the settlement they're going to show you. Doing 7,000 miles a week steadily because they're the chosen one. That's right. That's the settlement a recruiter is going to show you every single time. I guarantee it. So then people get the dollar signs in their eyes and then they lease a truck and their first settlement, even without a payment is like two bucks. I only want to work two days a week. I want to Mm -hmm. be home every weekend. Still want to make my truck payment of whatever that magic number is for you in your situation, whether it's 800 bucks a month or it's $700 a week. They think, well, now I'm a business owner. I'm a contractor. I'm an owner operator. I can take all the time off I want. You can. Sure. But you're going to lose your truck if you do that. Right. So Jeff, one of the criticisms that Charlie and I get is the amount of time we spend doing this instead of running our trucking business. Right. But understand something. We've been in this business for 15 years. I have a paid for truck. We have relationships built at our carrier. We have experience. 15 years ago, when I leased my first truck, I didn't spend this much time at home. Absolutely not. No, I was gone for weeks myself, three weeks, four weeks straight. The goal is to get to that point, but you're not going to start out there. I think a lot of guys think they're going to start out with that. Oh, I'm going to go out for two weeks and spend two weeks at home. That's going to be my schedule. Well, on a single truck drive in over the road operation, that's not going to work. And in today's market, in today's market, it's even worse. So expect a lot of confusion when you're in the stage where you're feeling out, if you want to do this or not, just be skeptical of what people tell you. Again, those two extremes are out there. I make a million dollars. Oh, I lost my house. And those are the two most boisterous voices out there. Right. When you start asking people about being a owner operator, somewhere in the middle, like a lot of things, Jeff, is the truth. Try and find that middle truth. Not all of my kids are in the house anymore, but I supported for the longest time, six kids, wife. My wife is a homemaker. She's also the controller for my trucking company. So she does other things mortgage, things like that. People are like, wow, how do you do that on a truck driver's salary? You know what you don't find at my house, Jeff? You don't find a BMW. You don't find an $80,000 boat. We live on what we make. Over time, you start making more money as you start figuring things out. For me and my family, we choose time at home over things like cars, boats, motorcycles, things like that. Now, that's no reflection on you if those things are important to you. A lot of drivers, they'll go spend that money on that Harley Davidson. And that's cool. But you've got to find out what you value enough to spend that money on. It's your money. Nobody can tell you how to spend it. But make sure you're spending it on the things that actually matter to you. Don't wake up in 10 years and, oh, my wife just left me. Well, why is that? Well, I don't know, but I've got my Harley. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's just real. I lost my house, but I got a Harley. Again, broken record, frustration. Because one of the reasons we've started Contractors Corners when Charlie and I first started out, I think Facebook might have been in its infancy back then. Right. But you know, we're old. My first quote, smartphone unquote, was a Blackberry. And I thought it was great. And it had this little two inch screen. There was no (laughs) social networks. We had to figure this out on our own. And with technology where it is today, there is absolutely no reason to go this long. So many resources out here just for everybody to reach out and be a part of. And like I said, our community is something someone could reach out to become a part of and just start learning. I mean, so much quicker than trying to do this on your own. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. So let's say somebody has taken that leap. They've decided to go into ownership, start up their own business. 
what are the top few things that you need to do or you need to have to be successful in ownership? You ready for the number one, Jeff? Number one, let's do it. I think you know what it is. Why do you want to be an owner-operator? Of all the things in business, you talk to anybody that's successful in business, you talk to them at a get-together, at a conference or something, you start talking to some of these really successful guys, ask them this question, why are you in business? Boy, they will talk your ear off for an hour about their why. They know that why, it's in their soul, everything they has to do with that why, that why is what drives them forward. It doesn't matter if their business were to completely disintegrate before their eyes. That why is still there and they'll start again based on that why. They, the why evolves. Right. Charlie and I talk about what our whys are. And my why has always been the same because I'm boring like that. My why is I just like the game. I like the challenge of, wow, the economy is really in the tank right now. What do I do about that? What can I personally, Jeff Morton, do to keep my business going? And I start acting on that why. It's all over the entire trucking community. The economy and the trucking industry right now is in a slump. My why, my love of the game keeps me going because I'm looking for that next. Okay, what do I do now? This thing happened. I want to stay in the game. How do I stay in the game? We talk to a lot of owner operators that are not doing so well and that'll come up. Well, do you want to stay in business? You tell me, yes. Why do you want to stay in business? You got to get back to that why right. or you will fail, period. And then we move on. Then we're moving into just a basic education in business. Again, we said earlier, you don't need a master's degree in business. Just read a book. Just read a book. Listen to a book. Audible is amazing. Okay. Jeff and I fight over this all the time because he's constantly trying to get me to actually read a book. I do not retain anything I read with my eyes. It's been that way my entire life. But if I hear it, like teachers that lectured, I could have five conversations going on simultaneously with students in a classroom. The teacher's lecturing. They throw a question at me. Hey, smarty pants, what's the answer to this? And I'd give an answer without any hesitation. If I hear it, I learn it. It sticks to me. So if you're like me and got 10, 11 hours a day driving down the road, it's a great time to get some basic business education, how to market even, negotiations, things of that nature. These books are out there. I mean, they cost next to nothing. And you've got all this time to spend doing that. Man, I'll tell you what, I think that's a great point, Charlie. Also, just so you know, I'm an audible guy too. Don't read books. I listen. I've got a long commute to work. I listen to stuff all the time. But the beautiful thing about this is you got to come to the realization that you don't just own a truck, you own a business that requires educating yourself and having some business knowledge on marketing, on how to negotiate on the industry that you're in as well. I think that's a great piece of advice right there. We see far too many people who are out there basically just buying a job. And one of the things that Jeff and I are constantly getting people to do is look at their business model. We both are contracted to the same carrier and we don't look at them as the people we're contracted to. We look at them as our customer. For me, that was a breakthrough moment in my business. My entire business changed when I simply went from, they're the people I'm least to versus, wait a minute, they're my customer. I have a single customer that I need to service. And when I changed my view on that, the entire world changed for me. My entire business model changed at that moment. And it just changed things completely for the better. They're not my boss. You had to get out of that company driver mentality that we see far too often every day with people that are out here trying to, well, I'm a lease contractor, I'm a owner operator. It becomes this, no, you're really not because of the way that you're working, you're just paid for a job. Yeah. The tagline we use with people when we're consulting with them is, are you a business owner or are you paying for a job? 
There's yeah. a lot of people. And again, this is industry-wide. I don't care what carrier you're leased to. Every once in a while, I'll meet a guy with his own numbers that kind of still has that mentality. Right. It doesn't matter. Do you own your business or are you paying for a job? If you're paying for a job, go get a job. It's a lot easier. They have benefits. We don't Early have benefits. Risk. They have a retirement plan. I have to do my own retirement plan. Go get a job if that's what you want to do. If you want to take the challenge and have the potential, notice that I kind of highlighted that, the potential of higher earnings and a better life, then there's a price to be paid for doing that. And that price is the education, the willingness to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit. The next one we had on our list of things is the willingness to build relationships. Boy, talk about something that's tough for us truck drivers. Truck drivers tend to be a little bit honorary. There's a reason why we drive around in a truck all day instead of selling furniture, right? I actually used to sell furniture, so I can say that that's a tough job too, but you're dealing with people all day, every day. People gravitate toward trucking that don't want to do that. So when we ask the people, say, if you're leased to a carrier, it's building relationships with the people in the office, the people that get you your loads, whether it's planners or whatever you call them in your company, build relationships with those people. So, you know, when you're at a terminal where one of these people works, go inside and don't say, Hey, you got freight. Hey, how are the kids? How's the wife? How are things going for you? That's how you start that conversation. You build the relationship like magic, right, Charlie? Yeah. Like magic, you will get freight when other people aren't. Some people call that favoritism. I call it building relationships. Well, you take, for instance, you arrive at that shipper receiver. You get to that shipper receiver and it's just the grumpiest looking individual you've ever seen in your life behind that piece of glass. And they're looking at you like, God, why are you here? And I'm like, hey, you look like you're having an awesome day right? I hope it's not because of me, but if it is, let me know what I can do because I'm here to try to make it better, right? So I immediately try and get people kind of giggling and that sort of thing. But it's funny because more times than not, you can take one of those super grumpy shipper receivers, turn them around, and maybe your appointment's at three o'clock and you're there at one o'clock. But now because you made them laugh or smile or just acknowledge their existence as a human being on the planet, Instead of just barking at them, sometimes you get in there at one fifteen instead of three o'clock, even though they're one thirty still waiting out there or their one o'clock is still waiting out there in the yard. That guy might have been the reason they're angry. Right. Look, I don't dig crowds. I can't do crowds. I freak out. Like many of us who have served, we don't do well in crowds. There's just too much to watch. There's just the anxiety that pops up that nobody ever wants to talk about that sort of thing. But you get these anxious moments and the world starts closing in on you and it makes you just want to start swinging. I mean, let's be real, right? But we can't do that. So many of us turn to trucking and things like this. I deal very well in a one-on-one or maybe a couple of people. Stepping up in like the YouTube thing, for me, stepping up in front of that camera, granted, it's just me and Jeff, two knuckleheads talking on the camera, right? But then my brain starts thinking, oh my gosh, how many people are watching? How many will watch? I don't know what that number is going to be in the end, but I end up there. I don't know how. Yeah, but you did it by choice. You just wrote me into it. I know. I just totally (laughs) suckered you into it. You'll have tens and tens of people watching. That's right. right. Look, when we first started this thing, we were literally talking to nobody. Literally nobody on the live, not a soul participating. And we just kept talking. We just had a conversation. And it's a lot like this relationship building thing. You just got to do it. It's something you need to do. And if you start doing that, the world starts opening up for you in this industry. 
Jeff Reese here again. They have so much good stuff to talk about. They give such great advice and they've got so much knowledge. We're just going to have to break this into two. So stay tuned for part two where Jeff and Charlie will continue to give advice and to just give their input. They're on the front lines along with you guys and they've found success. So we're going to continue that conversation, part two of our podcast next time. Now, if you want to learn more about the ES Advantage, here's a friend to tell you all about it. Are you an owner-operator or a trucking business owner looking to make your operation more efficient and more profitable? The ES Advantage program, with its experienced network of service and support, offers the right solutions that can strengthen most any trucking business. Through the ES Advantage, participants will enjoy the benefits of the savings they see on a host of services that are vital to any trucking business. The ES Advantage delivers savings on insurance, maintenance, and tires. The ES Advantage is truly a comprehensive program offering ongoing safety training for people behind the wheel. Participants who are part of the ES Advantage can also utilize the back office and business support services available through the program. ES Advantage members have access to legal services as well as tax accounting and business advisory services. The ES Advantage also features one of the best fuel networks in the trucking industry. Through the ES Advantage, owner-operators and small fleet owners are able to access a broad range of service offerings that place program participants in a position to enjoy a greater level of success in trucking. You can learn more about the ES Advantage program by visiting the following website, es-advantage.com. That website again is es-advantage.com. You can also talk to the team at ES about ES Advantage. The toll-free number to call is 866 811-3033. That number again is 866-811-3033. Once again, thanks for spending part of your day with us on the ES Advantage podcast. As always, ES reminds all professional drivers to stay safe out on the nation's roads and highways as you keep the American economy on the move.